Okay, good evening. I uh, changed things up a little bit tonight. I'm up here uh, because I, I had a couple of slides I wanted to, wanted to show you um, that kind of went along with my lesson this evening. And so it, it was helpful for me to do this this way. And so uh, about five years ago, I asked my children to uh, do something for me. I had them uh, trace uh, the name uh, of Jesus. And so Here's Mallory. She was one and a half years old at the time. I asked her to trace the word Jesus. And of course, being the age that she was, uh, not really you know, recognizing what to do, that's what she came up with. Right? That, that was uh, the name Jesus for her. And then I asked Parker, who was about five at that time, to trace the name Jesus. And that's what he came up with. Right? You can tell that he was painstakingly uh, tr- attempting to do it. But again, um, you know, just not... Uh, having the, the, uh, the, uh, the time uh, to do it. And then uh, Allison, at age eight, you know, again, uh, a little bit better, right? Uh, not perfect, uh, but, but it's better. And you can see this progression uh, as the three of them uh, went on. And so it, it also it makes sense for us uh, as we continue to learn and practice and grow in whatever situation Whatever we're doing in life, this makes sense to us. You know, if it's in handwriting or whatever, you know, the act becomes easier to us as we go uh, throughout our life. And although, uh, you know, all three of them will never uh, be able to trace the word Jesus perfectly uh, every time they attempt it, again, the more they work at it, uh, over time, it will continue to look more and more like the example. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, if you would, if you have a Bible with you, to 1 Peter Chapter 2, our example in life, our ultimate example is, of course, Jesus Christ, right? Uh, you know, we may have great examples in our, our, our parents and uh, with our siblings, with our, our brethren, you know, maybe uh, the preacher, uh, but it, Jesus Christ is the ultimate example that we want to look at. And let's look in 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse uh, 20. Here Peter writes, For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth, And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. See, Peter is talking about the example. Let's focus in on verse, on verse 21, the example that Christ was while suffering. He said, he, again, he, he committed no sin. There was no deceit found in his mouth. While being reviled, he did not revile in, in return. You know, when Jesus was on the cross or before he got to the cross, he was beaten. He, he, he was spat at. You know, he, was, he was all of these things, but he did not retaliate. And while suffering, he uttered no threats, but he kept his trust in God. He bore our sins. He was wounded for us. And we were straying sheep, but now we have the opportunity to return. And we have been called for this purpose, Peter says. 
suffering patiently for doing right. This is what God finds favor in. And how hard is it? How hard is it? Well, uh, in verse 21, for you have been called for this purpose since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. This, this word here, example, it's a very interesting word. It's very vivid. It's very colorful. It's the only time it's used in the New Testament. And, and if we were to look at the, the Greek word, hupogramos, uh, the hupo at the beginning means under. And, and gramos, you know, you can kind of see the word grammar from that. It means to write. And so what this word means is to mean to write under, to write under. And so the, the word suggests a child with a pencil tracing out his letters, right? Meticulously, but clumsily, he, he's tracing out these letters, whether there's, you know, a word right here and he's tracing it on his paper, or maybe, you know, today we, we purchased the pre-printed traceable paper that the kids can trace words. And what the child produces is the tracing pattern, this hupogramos, this, this example. And, uh, you know, even one commentator I read, he said, he mentioned that the words suggested the thought that if, if and when the student would be done with his very best that he could do to imitate the letters, that the teacher would take him back to his desk and, and take him by the hand and help him do it an even better job in writing to the letters. And so for our uh, encouragement this week, you know, how well are you copying the life of Christ? Again, we will never be able to copy it 100%. The Bible tells us, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But as we talked about in our Bible class this evening, 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, tells us that if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from the sins, from our sins, if we continue to walk in the light. Matthew 5.48 says, Therefore you are to be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect, but not perfect as in sinless, but as in meaning complete or mature. We are to be perfect. We are to continue uh, getting better at being a Christian uh, each and every day. You know, uh, do we set goals for ourselves? You know, I hope I look like Jesus today than I did five years ago. Do you look back on your life and ask that question? Our prayer is that our Christian lives will be more and more accurate to the original, Jesus, the example, and that our tracing copy is continually maturing and striving to imitate the original pattern that Jesus set forth. And of course, the only way that we're going to accomplish this is by studying his word, applying it to our lives, right? Not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. This evening, if you're here with us and you have not put Christ on in baptism, Christ said in Mark 16, 16, he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. That's the example Christ gave us. And if you want to become a Christian, if you want to become a child of God, Jesus told us how to do that. Hear God's word, believe, uh, repent of our sins, confess Jesus as Lord, and be baptized, immersed in water for the forgiveness of our sins. If you're here this evening and, and maybe you haven't lived the life that, that Christ would want you to do, you haven't followed his example uh, as best as you can, and you need the prayers of this congregation, you need the prayers of the church, uh, again, there's no better time to do that than now. Uh, we'd ask that you make your needs known this evening as together we stand and sing this song of invitation.